Want to go see your favorite college or pro team? Go to TickSplits. TickSplits provides you with the same great seats, but without the service fees. Use promo code WAR and save 5% off on all purchases at TickSplits.com or on the TickSplits app. That's promo code WAR, W-A-R-R, for 5% off on great seats to all of your favorite events. Remember, TickSplits provides you with the same great seats, but without the service fees. That's TickSplits, T-I-X-V-L-I-T-Z.com. Visit today. Welcome to the all-new Monday edition of Second City Sports. We're live and in living color right here on Sports Zone Chicago, along with Miss Lakimi McGee, which is she. I am Cindy Brown. Hey, that's me. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80, that's S-I-D-K-I-D-80. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-80. You can follow me at Kina McGee on the Twitter and at Kina's McGee on the IG. Make sure you download that Sports Zone Chicago app. You want to know why? Because we said so, that's why. And also, too, you can catch any of our other five live shows throughout the week. If you happen to miss them, you can go back and catch them, watch them, and listen to them at your own leisure. Make sure you download that Sports Zone Chicago app today. Also, we are on Roku TV. Make sure you download that Roku TV app. If you have a Roku television already, just go into the sports section, type in Sports Zone Chicago. Voila! It pops up right there. So you can watch Sports Zone Chicago Right there on Roku TV. Thank you, Lil' Kim, for flashing up on the screen. One more game, as young folks would say. Tell me where we can find Sports on Chicago. Right there on Roku TV. So make sure you um, subscribe to Roku TV. Download the app. If you already have a Roku TV, just um, find Sports on Chicago in the sports section. And we're right there for you. Speaking of Sports on Chicago, you can uh, go to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube and find Sports on Chicago on all social media platforms. Once again, Sports on Chicago on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. If you want to catch the audio version of this podcast, you can do so by subscribing to War on Anchor. We are available on all podcast platforms, including the iHeartRadio app. So make sure you type in War on Anchor on those podcast platforms. And you can follow War Media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at WARR Media. Once again, that's for me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Thank you very much in advance for your support. Like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends. We are unapologetically fun, and we have very definite opinions. If you have any definite opinions in our two, I extravagance we call it Sports Talk Radio Show, you can go to Sports on Chicago's Facebook page or Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions or comments in the comments section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. But if you decide to troll or you know, do something stupid, or as you young folks will say, act ignorant of giving Lakina full power to give you fools to bear land, bear boot. Bye-bye. I love when she says that. <laughs> Let's kick off this Monday edition of Second City Sports Lakina by discussing Chicago baseball. Is Speaking of giving your opponents to boot, that's what Dylan Cease did yesterday as the White Sox ended their four-game losing streak by defeating the Baltimore Orioles 4-3. Dylan Cease had a career-high 13 punch-outs. He struck out the side twice. While the offense for the White Sox came alive, sort of, the Baltimore Orioles did not quit. With Dylan Cease, as, as many people are saying, he's the best pitcher on the team. He displayed it on the mound yesterday. While the White Sox are still struggling through injuries, 
They persevered through a much-needed victory, now standing at three games under 500 with an important six-game West Coast road trip that begins tonight at Anaheim against the Angels, and then going to San Francisco to face the Giants for a big three-game series over the weekend. Lakina, I was at the game yesterday. If you followed me on social media, Dillis, he's, he's a, a joy to watch. We, we all said that he has the best uh, stuff in terms of uh, pitching Arsenal on the team. Uh, he's one of the top five pitchers in the league when he's on. Yesterday he was on. It was a much-needed performance, not only sees before the White Sox, his confidence as well. Yeah, I mean, bravo. I mean, you look, okay, you, you avoid getting swept by the Orioles. Good for you. I mean, yeah, 12, 12 <laughs> truck up for, but no, but it's true, though. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, they need that performance from seats to make sure they don't get swept. And mm -hmm. unfortunately, that's, you know, they were actually almost close to blowing that one. So color me not We'll impressed. talk about that I mean, in a minute. Well, yeah, I mean, look, but again, you know, I'm going to say color me not impressed. I mean, okay, mm -hmm. you did what you're supposed to do. You you, you, kept, you kept for getting swept. I mean, look, they got some good players on the, on the Orioles team. We saw that. You know, during over the weekend. So, okay, yeah, okay, you got 12 strikeouts. You're probably your best outing of a seat, 13 strikeouts, I should say. Your best out of the season. Bravo. But again, you know, you're not going to get cookies from me from avoiding a sweep you know, against the Orioles. Sorry. And speaking of that ninth inning yesterday, Lakina, I, I was watching, uh, sitting there watching it yesterday. Uh, Kendall Graveman actually didn't look bad through the first two batters, but Jose Abreu. <sighs> I'm not gonna. I'm. I'm gonna throw him under the bus only because you gotta know the situation. Okay, the first play, Tim Anderson, mm -hmm. the play that he got injured on a month ago against the Cubs, he made a terrific play. But Jose Abreu drops the ball. I know people are gonna argue with me. Sometimes that happens. I get it, but that throw wasn't a wide throw. He had time to catch it. You let it fall off your glove. That's inexcusable. And then the next batter got on, and Jose Abreu has a brain fart. He touches the bag. Two minutes after the runner already passed first base, that's inexcusable. Yeah, it, it really is. I mean, that that, that almost that that would kind of led to you know Orioles starting that almost comeback that they almost yes. pulled off. So that led to you know, and thankfully they were able to get out of that. You know, Graveman and you know were able to get and, and Kelly were both able to get out of the that you know the ninth inning for the the, the White Sox to have them hang on. But but again, I mean, this has been the issues. It's been fielding. It's been inconsistent mm -hmm. hitting. You know, lack of defense. I mean, this has been an issue for the White Sox, and we're seeing it again. So that's why they've been struggling to get past 500 or get to 500, I should say. So mm -hmm. it's it's one of those things where you're kind of like, I don't know. I mean, and then there might there might be some infighting, I guess, in the clubhouse because I guess Abreu, who's been sort of you know Tony Larusa's biggest defender, and he's starting to kind of you know sort of I don't want to say throw him under the bus per se, but he's can kind of. He hasn't really been doing it lately. So there are some people that are saying that maybe there might be some, you know, things going on over there at the Sox clubhouse. I don't know. But I, I, I just that for, for me, I think this sort of like, again, this is sort of a microcosm of what we've seen these last, you know, the all season long. Yeah, we talk about injuries all season long, Lakina, but as we said before, this goes deeper than injuries. Uh, situational base running. The White Sox, even before a couple years ago, that has been a problem getting picked off first base. It happened with Tim Anderson a couple of times uh, last week, which was inexcusable. Jake Berger had a, another uh, mm -hmm. error at third base yesterday. Call me crazy, Lakina, but I cannot wait till Johan Makata comes back, if not anything else for his fielding. We could talk about his, his, his struggles at the plate, but he brings it in terms of his fielding. Also, yeah. too, yesterday, uh, uh, going back to the positive side, 
It was nice to see Gavin Sheets, even though he's up here due to uh, injuries. It was nice to see him actually hit a, a big towering home run yesterday. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you yeah, a was, sarcastic clap. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was, it was, nice yeah, it was refreshing. Doing what you're supposed yes. to do again. Do yes. What you're supposed to do. Yes. So it was nice to see him get off the schneid yesterday. Also to Andrew Vaughn. I know many people think that he should become an all-star. Uh, if he keeps putting up power numbers like this, I know it does. His numbers doesn't wow anybody, but he's batting over three hundred. I think it's, a, it's second on the team next to Tim Anderson's. Uh, I I wouldn't be mad if he's selected to an All Star game. Uh, he, keep him in the lineup, TLR. Keep Andrew Vaughn in the lineup. I don't care if he's playing first base, left field, right field, whatever. Keep his bat in the lineup. And I think that Tony Larusa is going to have. Uh, another interesting dilemma when Johan Makata and I believe Liam Hendricks is supposed to come back later on this week uh, when they play the San Francisco Giants uh, on this road trip. Uh, uh, here's the dilemma for Tony LaRusa. Jake Berger, even though he struggled at the plate yesterday, he carried the White Sox earlier this month when they got out of that funk uh, with that win at, those two wins at Tampa Bay. His fielding is not good. When Johan Makata comes back, Makata, you go to third base, Jake Berger, you'll play DH at least four or five times a week. Yeah, we just see if he does that. And also, too, they brought Lenin Sosa, Lenin Sosa, you know, from the minors. Mm -hmm. He had a, you know, he had a, okay. I mean, he, you know, yeah, his first hit yesterday. Congrats yeah, to him on that. His first hit. So, you know, in the majors, I know some people, White Sox fans are sort of, you know, kind of like maybe he, you know, they brought him up too quick. I mean, he was a little bit, he showed a little bit of promise, but again, we'll see what, what happens. Now, now, going into the six game road trip out west, I mean, it doesn't get any easier for them as, they face the Angels, and we'll, we'll get to all the craziness that happened with that uh, Seattle you know, <laughs> that Seattle game yesterday in a second. But you're going to get a pretty good Angels team. You're going to have to face Otani, not just not just on the plate, but also too, he's going to be you know one of the starters. So you got to deal with that. Get the Giants that are kind of starting to find their groove a little bit. And look, it doesn't get any easier for the White Sox. So this they needed to win this series against the Orioles. It wasn't going to be easy. They should have won three out of four. They didn't. They got dominated in the first couple of games. So I don't know what else you can say about the Sox at this point. I mean, yeah, you, yeah, we have wait to Mankata and then Andres come back. But unfortunately, there's only so many times where you can blame injuries. So I, I don't know what else you can do now. Now before we get into you know what happened, you know, the, the, with the Cubs and stuff, I, I feel like this is sort of one of those things where you know the White Sox. I mean, yes, you could say it's inconsistent lineup, but. All this mm -hmm. stuff is starting to kind of, you know, in the back burner. You can't put it all on injuries anymore. And I couldn't agree with you more. Now, with the White Sox starting this six-game uh, West Coast road trip tonight, Lucas Giolito is going to take the hill. He has an ERA overnight over his last five starts. Johnny Cueto goes tomorrow, and Michael Kopech goes on Wednesday. Lucas Giolito, uh, Lagina, I've been off and on about him, as you well know, over the last two or three years. When he's on, he's on. When he's off, it, it just goes bad. He's very, he's consistently inconsistent. I know he's battled COVID, so I'm gonna put the COVID issue aside. I said that last week. I'll say it here. I'll put the COVID issue aside. I think it's all about, uh, partially, is about mechanics with him. But I think it's between his ears. And when I say that, it's because he doesn't have any confidence within himself right now. He struggled, as I mentioned, over the past month in his last five starts, and and I think just placing his pitches around the plate. He's, to me, he's not aggressive enough, and he falls behind hitters too quickly. And then when he puts one in the wheelhouse, most of the hitters are going to hit it. Even the worst hitters are hitting his best stuff right now. So 
But Giolito, hopefully tonight will be a start of a turnaround. I'm not expected, expecting it, but we shall see. Johnny Cueto, I know the numbers don't look good, but uh, he's been keeping the White Sox uh, in the ball games that he started. So he's usually pitching at least six innings, and that's what you want uh, from your starters, especially right now until Liam Hendricks and a couple other guys get back because your bullpen is, is spent right now due to injuries and whatnot. And Michael Kopech, you could tell in his last start last Friday against Baltimore, especially after he hit uh, uh, Jorge Mateo, uh, the Baltimore Orioles were running on him and running on him like they stole something, okay? And Michael Kopech, we know we uh, he had his uh, issues uh, emotionally uh, and, and confidence-wise in the past. And so uh, for the can the White Sox win this series against the Angels? Yes, but it, it has to start uh, looking at themselves in the mirror and, and giving that extra effort. So we'll, hopefully we'll see that starting tonight. Well, well, well Gilito, they're going to be facing Syndergaard, so – and he's actually, I think he has a ERA like under one. So I think that's going to be a tough task for the Sox. They haven't said whether or not, you know, who they're going to face, who's going to face Quayle tomorrow. I'm sure we'll, we'll get that. We'll, we'll get that probably later on today. And Otani will be facing Kopech. So that should be a really good pitching matchup there. Mm-hmm. You listen to Second City Sports on Sports on Chicago. Sydney Brown, like the McGee with you talking some baseball here. We're going to go to the north side for a second. You know, going, you know, with the Cubs, the Cubs, you know, continue to be the thorn in the uh, Cardinals side. If you will take it three, two out of three in that series, in a, winning the rubber match in a thriller six, five uh, yesterday. And it's been sort of, it's been the young, it's been, it's been, you know, guys like Wilson Contreras, but it's also been the young guys and they were down five, nothing. You know, people thought that maybe, you know, okay, that that's it. They're going to be, you know, probably get blown out, but they didn't. They showed they showed a little bit of fight. You know, Contreras, you know, kind of led the you know that, that scored that tiebreaker, had a tiebreaker RBI in the tenth, and they were able to pull off and win that series. Yeah, you mentioned Wilson Contreras, one of the many Cubs players are are rumored to be traded at the trade deadline coming up uh, next month. Actually, it's August second this year for the trade mm-hmm. deadline. Uh, Wilson Contreras was two for his last twenty three until he knocked in those three RBI yesterday, including the game winner as you mentioned in the tenth. He's a big bat. Ian Happ has been doing very well for the Cubs. Kyle Hendricks, let's give him some love. He shut down the Cardinals uh, Friday night. That uh, was a part of the three nothing victory. As we talk about him as another a possible trade candidate, I know his ERA is under five for the season at, with a three and six record. But Kyle Hendricks brings that veteran presence to that clubhouse. He still has something left in the tank. Is he the pitcher that he was five, six years ago? No, but he still brings value, and that's why he's he's an attractive figure of, of as far as the trade market is concerned. Now, getting back to the other young stars for the Cubs, like Patrick Wisdom and Frank Schrindel and Christopher Morrell, he's definitely making the most of his opportunities mm-hmm. in a Cubs uniform. And I know some people say that he can be an early candidate for NL Rookie of the Year. Uh, he's showing it right now. I'm not saying he's the, the favorite, but he's definitely top two, if not top three. Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, he's definitely sort of right there. You're kind of seeing sort of like some a little bit of flashes from each of these younger younger players, which is a good thing, especially if you if you're a Cubs fan, you need something to cheer about. So I, I think mm-hmm. seeing you know seeing Morrell and Wisdom and all these sort of young you know these young guys sort of seizing the opportunity because they know that they're in some cases not all, but in some cases they're you know they're probably going to be the the team that's going to sort of you know maybe Jed Horror tries to build off of maybe perhaps I don't mm-hmm. know, but it'll be interesting to see what. You know, I'm kind of wondering, like, okay, I know I heard Jed Hoyer in a couple of interviews. I think he said, like, we're trying to do what we can some of our young guys and whatnot. I mean, he has a, you know, the 
Contreras being traded is not out of the question, of course not. Maybe we can get something of value for him, but he's already speaking. He also said he may, he may not trade him at all. So, uh, again, we'll just have to wait and see what exactly is what what exactly is sort of the plan. I don't think they have one at this point. But, look, you know, winning two out of three against the Cardinals, which, like I said, the, the, I think they have this, the series lead this so far, and you're coming back to Wrigley. You face the Reds starting tonight. I mean, starting tomorrow, I should say. So we'll, we'll see what happens with that series because I, I feel like this sort of like they should be able to beat the Reds because they're actually a little mm-hmm. bit better than the Reds. I know that's not saying much, but they should be able to kind of get back into the uh, sort of like right there, kind of like, okay, you know, well, let's let's beat the teams that we know we, we should beat. I mean, we're they actually been really good against the Cardinals this year, but let's see if they can kind of beat the beat the teams that we should be better than. Before we move on to the national picture, would you uh, possibly trade Ian Hep? I wouldn't. Unless you get I, a, a deal that's going to knock your socks off, because you really don't have can, his uh, uh, his his back, back up base, second base. I know he can play a little bit of the outfield as well, but I wouldn't trade unless it's a deal that totally knocked my socks off. I've seen like some people say that I've seen some real reports saying that maybe they should not really the you old know, bloggers mostly saying that they should trade Hap, but he's like you said, but like you said, they they have no other options at second base, so you're going to bring somebody up from the minors and. He he might be a piece he can build off of. So unless you get maybe a, like a couple of top prospects, I don't think Jed's going to make that move. Now, of course, I'm sure he'll listen, but you mm-hmm. know, it's sort of one of those things where, like, unless you, you give you give him something, then I don't think you what's the don't trade him just because. Yeah, because I think the two most uh, uh, the the two players that brings the most value back for the Cubs one is Contreras. You could, uh, he'll, he doesn't have to catch every day. The DHs are all around now, not just in the American League. So that he's number one. Number two, Cal Hendricks, as we said before, the record doesn't look great, but he brings that veteran presence. And, uh, he can definitely uh, bring that jolt into a team that's right in the middle of a wild card race and help them propel them to, to a possible playoff spot. Yeah, that, that, like I said, I mean, if you're if you're their whore, I'm sure you're going to be you know, getting calls unless you're going to get like a top – you know, top minor leaguers or something like that, I wouldn't make – he's probably not going to. So I would think at this mm-hmm. point, you know, unless he gets something that really kind of, you know, knocks sort of like, you know, they say, okay, I can't pass this up. I can't pass this deal. Yeah. I can't see him making the trade for either or, either Contreras or Hap. So we'll see what happens. Okay, we got to – you know, we're up against it, so we got to take a really quick break. But we're going to come right back, and we're going to talk about nationally, you know, in baseball mm-hmm. with the, you know – Crazy things happening with the Angels and the, and the uh, Mariners yesterday. Um, smack, smack, smack. <laughs> yeah, the yeah, a, a great ser- a great you know ending to the series between the Astros and the Yankees, and also too, will we crown a new Stanley Cup champion? So a lot to do still. You know, Cindy Brown, Lakina McGee, second season sports on Sports Channel Chicago, and we're going to be talking about more MLB, and we'll also be recapping the Stanley Cup final, which just ended last night. Lots of history made on all fronts. So. We'll be right back right after this.
Welcome back to Second City Sports, the all-new Monday edition. We're live in 11 color right here on Sports Zone Chicago, all along with Miss Lakimi McGee, which is she. I am Cindy Brown. Hey, that's me. You can follow Yo Truly on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80, that's S-I-D-K-I-D-A-0. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-A-0. You can follow me at Kena McGee on the Twitter and at Kena's going on the IG. And you can watch us on Roku TV. Just uh, just type in that ro- uh, file, that Roku app. Just fire it up. Go into the sports section and just type in Sports Zone Chicago. And voila, we're right there. So there you go. Thank you, Lakina. That's Sports Zone Chicago. Now it's on Roku TV. If you have Roku TV, just uh, tap on that app and go into the sports section. Type in Sports Zone Chicago. We should pop up right there. You can watch us along with the other five live shows right there anytime you want. 24 hours a day. 24 hours in a day, 365 days a year, 52 weeks out of the year. Say that five times fast, but you know where I find us. So we're on Roku TV. Lakina, let's continue the. Uh, oh, also, we have 90 minutes left in our extremity guest. We call it Sports Talk Radio Show. Go to Sports on Chicago's Facebook page or Sports on Chicago YouTube. Type in your questions and comments in the comments section. Lakina will get the bump on the screen for you. Now let's get back into the baseball talk, Lakina. Let's start out with the foolishness that took place yesterday at Anaheim between the Angels and the Mariners, of course. It all started with Mike Trout getting hit around the head on Saturday night, of course. Um, uh, the new Angels manager, Phil Never, I remember him as a player. We're both getting old. But <laughs> Phil Never was killing that Scott uh-huh. Surris, the former MLB player, one-time Cub in 98. He, of course, he's the manager of the Seattle Mariners now. Both of them were yelling at each other at the end of the game on Saturday, which I watched some of that live. And uh, it, it did not look good. Of course, it spilled over to yesterday. Rodriguez from Seattle got hit first in the first inning. Then Winker, I got an issue with him. We'll get to in a minute. And then Winker got hit in the buttock in the second inning. And he was about to walk over to, to first base. But someone said something in the Angels dugout. He rushed over there trying to get that manager, Phil Nevin. Uh, Anthony Rendell, who is injured and out for the year with a wrist, decides to take a swing at Winker. And then Winker swings back and then, a uh, whole melee uh, uh, spilled out into the angel in front of the Angels dugout. JB Crawford of Seattle uh, got in some haymakers as well. Then Iglesias, uh, I know Lakina trying to rush me through this, but we got to give it a quick description. But uh, Iglesias, the, uh, the closer for the Angels, threw some stuff on the field like a five year old child. He got ejected. It was just a whole nother mess. Yeah, he threw like some, I guess, what, a bags of sunflower seeds yeah. or something. <laughs> <laughs> like that, I'm like, okay, uh, dude, what the so far as he's ever do to you? Uh, but also, too, I think both, both Nevin and Service both got ejected, and I think four other players, including Winker, got ejected. So mm-hmm. it was just a, like a, just a crazy sort of brouhaha. If you guys didn't see it, I mean, I'm sure it's out there on YouTube, so you can guys check that out. I think that whole melee lasted almost 10 minutes, so it was it was crazy mm-hmm. that that whole thing kind of like it seemed like it lasted an eternity. So, yeah, I, I mean, it's like good grief. I'm sure there's going to be some, some suspensions. I'm sure there's oh, going to yeah. be fines. You know, there are guys were throwing punches and such. I mean, I'm sure, you know, they ex- I think, I don't know who was it that, you know, called Nevlin something. I don't know. I think somebody said something, as they say back in the day, he said something about somebody's mama and, you know, somebody said something about somebody else. Yeah. Like, I don't know what the heck, you know, then all, all heck broke loose and such, you know. Yeah. It's sort of one of those crazy things where I guess you don't mind it in baseball because, you know, look, I mean, it's been sort of, you know, blah. So I guess this is, you know, this is the kind of thing that this only happens every few years. So I I guess 
oh, okay, you know, let, let's talk about it for a little bit. But it was, it was just, it was just crazy how that all that transpired yesterday. I mean, I'm sure. Look, I, 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 I caught a little bit of it live, but then I sort of like, and I thought, oh, okay, you know, everybody. And then I guess, you know, Winker, you know, went towards the, the Angels dugout, and then that, and that's when everything started, mm-hmm. you know, breaking. All hell started breaking loose. It was just, ooh, it was just like, what, what, what? What in the world? And, all, and by the way, the Angels won the you know, the series too. By the way, you know they they won that game two to one uh, to to take the series. So <laughs> by the oh by the by, <laughs> uh, shout out to our guy, Mister Vernon Fairley. Hope you had a great weekend, Vernon. I know you told us on Friday you were going to be at the game on Saturday. Hope you got your bobblehead. He said the Sox was playing as bad as Beyonce's fake house music. Yeah, they were th- throughout that series with the exclusion of yesterday. So thank you for that comment, Vernon. Uh, keep listening to the show. And for the rest of you guys that want to make a comment to us, go to our Facebook page at Sports on Chicago on Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Uh, back to the back to the melee, Lakina on Winker. You notice uh, if after Iglesias threw those sunflower seeds on on into the field, uh, Winker came out again. Uh, I think I, I saw the, I saw the the Seattle feed with uh, the great Dave Sims from Root Sports. Mm-hmm. He's the Seattle. A Mariners TV voice, the great Dave Sims, he said, he quoted somebody, he said, you really want to go after somebody, don't hold them back, go after them. And I, <laughs> it's just, it, it, we say, we, we see this in the NBA all the time, like, mm-hmm. you know, if those guys really wanted to go at it, they really wanted to go at it. I think for both Iglesias and Winker, uh, it's like you you've seen some fights before, Lakina. The, mm-hmm. uh, when somebody acts tough, when their big brothers uh, they stand behind that quote unquote big brother or whatever, they they talk all that smack. But when big brother leaves and they're one on one with their enemy, they fold every single time. And the enemy is not enemy, and then sort of all that, and it's sort of one mm-hmm. of those things where you know I, I guess look, I think that was other than the game. I guess this is when the Angels actually won. I mean, they actually they had to win that game to to avoid getting swept. So I guess that you know, I don't know how all that started there because it didn't really seem like it didn't really build on it. Yes, you know, Trout got hit you know by mm-hmm. a pitch earlier in the game, but and I guess that's how it all kind of you know started. But it's sort of one of those things where you're, you're kind of like, okay, I guess. We, we saw some, you know, crazy uh, sort of brawls, if you will. And I think this sort of like, I don't want to say this tops it, but I think this sort of like right up there, especially what, you know, what the contest was, you know, kind of started and led mm-hmm. up to it. But it's just crazy. But and it's just like, okay, <laughs> it's just, uh, yeah. I don't know what happened yeah. there. But yeah, I mean, like, I like, like, we, like we said, I mean, I'm sure there's going to be some fines. There are going to be some suspensions mm-hmm. and such. So I know Winker probably is going to get suspended, like maybe like five, like maybe ten games or something, because I guess they're going to say that he started the whole thing. But mm-hmm. I don't know; it's crazy. Like I said, JB Crawford threw some haymakers in there too. He's going to get suspended from Seattle. A couple of those Angels players are going to get suspended too. So I see about like uh, four or five people from both sides getting suspended from this. So uh, the 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 news may come down later today or early tomorrow. So. We'll see what happens on there. Now, Lakina, let's get back to the business on, on the field. Uh, the L.A. Dodgers without Mookie Betts, they take two out of three in Atlanta. Of course, Freddie Freeman got his championship ring over the weekend. He was uh, overcome with the uh, emotion. He thought that he was going to stay in Atlanta, but the Braves didn't want it anymore, so he signed with the Dodgers. The Dodgers uh, showed why they're one of the best teams in the National League. The Braves are still going to be right there, but the Dodgers, without Mookie Betts, take care of business down the dirty south, as the kids would say, this weekend. 
Yeah, they've actually looked pretty good since he, you know, he's been out. So the fact that that was sort of a, that was kind of a crazy, crazy, crazy game too. But for mm-hmm. different reasons, if you will, like him, you know, Kenley Jazz actually did the reverse that he did when he was with the Dodgers a few years ago. Yeah, he actually, you know, blew the, a save opportunity. You know, he's with the Braves now. He blew a save opportunity that led the comeback and such. And of course, uh, Chris Taylor drove in the go ahead run in extras that that propelled the Dodgers to take that series against the Braves and and look I think the Dodgers have kind of showed that they're even with all the injuries you know not just best but there are multiple guys that are out right now and the fact that they're still starting to they're, they're still staying afloat you know you got Freeman you know pull a little bit of a show on for his you know for the folks over mm-hmm. with the Braves and Bellinger had a couple of big hits they had some good starts from some of their pitchers you know Craig Kimbrell you know actually was able to hang on you know I got that that save. I've got that win, I should say. So, yeah, I think that definitely kind of helps the Dodgers, especially confidence-wise. Yes, it does. We know the Dodgers are struggling with injuries, too. In particular, they start in rotation. Walker Buehler, he's going to be out a couple of months or so. They had to hold it together as far as their pitching is concerned. The offense had to pick, the, pick it up with them. You mentioned Freddie Freeman, Trey Turner, Justin Turner. And some of the known thing guys that, uh, that are known to step up in the past, they had to help out as well. And so the Dodgers, they're going through it right now, but at least they're off to, to a great start, taking two out of three in Atlanta. Yeah, that should definitely help them. And then going to the Astros and the Yankees series, a, a very interesting series. Um, they had a combined no hitter. It's actually the first time the Yankees have been no hit since 03, which also was against the Astros. And there were combined no hitters, both of them weren't, including this, this, uh, this latest one. And sort of one of those, I know, you know, people were already kind of, you know, how they feel about the Yankees, you know, how some people, you know, feel about the Yankees and such. So I guess Christian Javier, you know, and a couple of relievers, you know, led that no hitter as well, the combined no hitter. But they were able to come back, you know, the Yankees did, and it was Judge, it was Aaron Judge's uh, walk-off that propelled them in that series, not just in the game, but in that series, too. And I wouldn't mind seeing seven more of these for the the ALCS, but again, that's a long way away. But that was a really great series. What did you think about that one? It, it was a great series to watch. I did catch that, that game on Saturday with the no-hitter. First of all, congratulations to Christian Javier and the rest of that pitching staff for the Astros. They used three pitchers to have that combined no-hitter compared to six back in 03. But uh, Aaron Judge, his bat is continuing to heat up. Lakina, uh, we all know that he's been on himself for a new contract. As of right now, he, he will get it. He's one of the main reasons why the New York Yankees are already they are uh, along with their starting pitcher, even though Nesta Cortez is struggling lately. Gary Cole, who faced uh, Christian Javier on um, uh, he didn't pitch that he didn't pitch that badly either. But the the Astros just had enough offense uh, to to get the victory on Saturday and and on um, Friday as well. That's Friday as well. White Sox fans, this name will sound familiar to you. Kyle Tucker, who was a crusher in last year's playoffs, uh, he had that three run home run on 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 Friday night last Friday night's game to have the Houston Astros win one of those two games in that series. So it was a, a great series to watch. And like you said, uh, they, they had a, a classic ALCS battle back in 2017. We all know why the Yankees feel the way they do because the Astros cheated during that series. We won't get into that, but uh, I wouldn't mind seeing seven more of these either. Uh, the Houston Astros have, if not the best bullpen uh, bullpen group, of pitchers in the major leagues uh, the Yankees, even though they're going through their injuries with the bullpen, uh, they're still holding, holding it down together without a role this Chapman. So in their starters, as I mentioned, has been doing well 
And so, but both offenses uh, had their moments in this series. We saw great pitching in this series too. So that's what you get when you get two great teams. You see a little bit of everything. Yeah, you do. And I think, you know, this is, you know, this is a very entertaining series. So like, like we said, hopefully mm-hmm. we'll get more of these. We actually will get a couple more, you know, after, um, you know, during the season, I think the last few months of the season, but this is actually a great series. Now, well, probably one, one of, if not the hottest teams in the league, um, in the last couple of weeks, it has been the Red Sox. You know, they've won seven in a row. Their pitching and their hitting have actually been sort of been the thing that's kind of, you know, sort of helped them in this seven-game streak. And it's sort of, you know, Trevor Story had, you know, two runs to reach the 500, you know, career RBI club. Mm-hmm. You know, congrats to him. Also to uh, Devers and Martinez, they helped, you know, with that sweep against the Guardians, eight to three. So what do you think about the Red Sox? Can they perhaps maybe get to put together a little bit of a run here? Oh, they putting together putting together a run right now. Will it be enough to change the Yankees? I'm not so sure about that, but will they be one and not the leader for the first wild card spot in the AL playoffs? Absolutely. As we said all season long, Lakina, uh, the AL East race is is going to be uh, tight down to the right. You may see all three wild card spots coming out of the AL East. We all is right now. The, it's a foregone conclusion that the Yankees will win the AL East. I know Toronto had had their struggles this weekend, uh, just I-90 north of us, uh, losing to I-3 in Milwaukee. Tampa did what they were supposed to do, sweeping away a bad Pirates team at home. But the, it's going to be an interesting, uh, interesting um, race to, down to the finish. But the Red Sox, we questioned their starting pitcher coming into the year. We all know that their offense is, is going to uh, carry this team. We saw that, especially this weekend, in, last weekend in Cleveland. Yeah, and I think that's sort of the, the only thing is that the pitching hasn't been – you know, they've been, you know, the pitch has been up and down too. So that's why mm-hmm. the headaches has definitely helped the Red Sox in a seven game streak. But, you know, we know that in the end, it's actually more or less the pitching than less the hitting. So we'll see mm-hmm. what happens there with them. Also, too, uh, speaking of that Brewers series, you know, Roddy Tejas become, became the first Brewers player with two home runs and four RBIs in the first two innings of a game since Robin, Robin Yount did it. You know, in 82, that was back when the Brewers were in the AL against the Tigers. But that that helps, you know, his great you know, weekend helped them in that series against the Blue Jays. A very disappointing uh, showing for the Blue Jays in that, for the Blue Jays in that Brewers series. But you know, I'm you know, they're only a half, they're only a game up on the Cardinals, of course. With the Cubs kind of helped, you know, the Brewers out in that cause. You know, taking two out of three mm-hmm. there in that series. Uh, let's see, uh, Pete Alonso had a, a solid weekend as well. Um, the big panda. <laughs> yeah, 69 RBIs so far this year. That's the most in that's the most through June in Mets history, passing uh you know, Piaz, who did about 22 years ago. Good grief. Uh but <laughs> but uh, of course, <laughs> but yeah, but you know, it was sort of it was an up and down weekend for the Mets. Because unfortunately, yeah. you know, they yeah, they lost two out of three against the Marlins of all teams. So that that that's not gonna help you if you're trying to keep that lead in the AL East with the Braves and the Phillies, you know, kind of not right on your tail, but they're still like within distance. And also, too, back to the American League, the Minnesota Twins, they they take care of business, winning the last two games. So that series against Colorado. And also, too, do you mention the Cincinnati Reds? They surprisingly they take two out of three in San Francisco. Uh, so the Reds are, as you always say, in a foul mood. Uh, they'll be in a foul mood coming into Wrigley to face the Cubs tomorrow night. Yeah, that was yeah, that was kind of a disappointment if you're the. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that was a, was a point if you're a Giants fan. That was something that you did not want to see. You did not want to see. Yeah, you didn't want to see uh, your your team losing to a, a pretty, uh, sort of mm, Reds team. So that's not 
that's not something that mm-hmm. you you want to show. And and unfortunately, if you're the uh, you know if you're the Giants, they're trying to make ground with both the the Padres and the Dodgers. This isn't going to help. So losing mm-hmm. two out of three to one one of not the worst teams, not only in the National League but in the majors, this won't help. It will not help at all. You listen to Second City Sports. We're live in Living Color on the Monday, right here on Sports Zone Chicago. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. As we're now going to, uh, before we get into the Stanley Cup uh, final talk, we'll give you the schedule for this week. Uh, this week's series starting in MLB, starting with tonight's uh, schedule. Of course, you have the White Sox and the Angels at 8:38. What are these weird times, Lakina? I, I don't understand <laughs> it. But the White Sox and the Angels kick off their three-game series starting tonight. Of course, you have Oakland at New York at 6:05. The Pirates and the Nationals uh, at the same time. The Red Sox and the Blue Jays, as we talked about a few moments ago, looking at the AL East, a whole lot of these teams are going to see each other over the next few weeks. And so the Red Sox and Blue Jays will start their big three-game series starting tonight north of the border in Canada. You also, in the AL Central, we'll have the Twins and the Guardians, this time from Cleveland. You saw what Cleveland did at Target Field last week, taking two out of three. We have Marlins at the Cardinals. We have the Rangers at the Royals. The LA Dodgers at the Colorado Rockies. The Rockies always give the Dodgers trouble at Coors Field. And then we have Baltimore at Seattle. And to piggyback off some of those series, series that will start tomorrow, some really good ones here. You got Atlanta and Philadelphia. This could be mm-hmm. kind of like a, you know, who kind of can keep the, or keep pace with the Mets in the NLE. Mm-hmm. So that should be a fun one there. Uh, Pittsburgh and the Nationals, like anybody. Nationals, they might be trading some guys as we get into the uh, right later on in the season. So that should be interesting there as well. Houston and the Mets and inter, kind of a rare interleague matchup. So that should be that should be a fun one. You yeah, Mets walk- looking for revenge after being swept last week in Houston. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, Milwaukee and Tampa Bay, another uh, good one in inter interleague mm-hmm. uh, matchup there Miami and St. Louis you know they continue their series of course the Reds and the Cubs they start their series Mm -hmm. tomorrow you you got let's see oh San Diego and Arizona Arizona actually swept San Diego the last time they played in Arizona so I'm sure the Padres are gonna be looking for revenge there and the Tigers and the Giants start their series and uh that uh, second game of that Minnesota Cleveland series will be on ESPN plus and so that's your schedule for Major League Baseball for this upcoming week uh, around the around the diamond. You're listening to Second City Sports, the Monday edition, right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Don't forget you can watch Sports Zone Chicago on your Roku on Roku TV on your Roku devices. Go into the sports section and type in Sports Zone Chicago, and we are right there for you, right there for you. So you can check us out, not just Second City Sports, but all of our lovely programming on Sports Zone Chicago. Lakina. Let's do that hockey as the 2021-22 season comes to an end. It came to an end last night as the Colorado Avalanche finally did something they haven't, haven't had the chance to do in 21 years. It's Hoist Lord Stanley's Cup. They defeated the Tampa Bay Lightning in Tampa in Emily Arena by the score of 2-1. to one. Cole McCarr, the great defenseman, becomes the 12th player in NHL history to win the Consmite Trophy before the age of 24. Lakina, as we said before, just like on Friday, Tampa Bay got off to a hot early start, but Colorado weathered the storm 
and scored the final two goals of the game and of the series, and they are the 2022 Stanley Cup champions. They finished the postseason uh, 16 and four. That's tied for the second best <laughs> since 1987. That was before you know, they, that's when they extended the, uh, all the series to seven. The only team that has a, has a better record is the 88 Oilers. You know, they finished at 16 and two, and McCarr became the youngest you know defenseman in 52 years to win the Smythe Trophy, the MVP, and the third overall do so at age 23 or younger, joining the lights of Bobby Hall and Serge Savard. You know, yeah, going back to 1970 and 1969 when, uh, or of course with the Bru- with the Bruins and Savard was during that Can- great Canadian run there as well. So. Mm-hmm. You're you're happy for McKinnon, who you know finally gets his first cup. Eric Johnson, who was the longest tenured Av there, been there 12 years, so 14th year in the league overall. You feel good for Kadri and such. Who you came mm-hmm. in, um, you know, as a free agent, and a couple other guys too that came in during the off season as well. So yeah, so you definitely feel good for a lot of the guys. You know, Joe Sackett gets his third cup, his first as a as an exec. You know, he yes. kind of put this thing together. So, yeah, this is sort of like a, a good, you know, a great, you know, sort of, you know, little run here by them. And look, they look, they showed you know, the consistency was there for them all season long and the consistency was there during the playoffs. They, you know, they were able to kind of, you know, weather the storm a little bit against a couple of the in their series. And look, you you feel good for guys like Lanka's log and Lincoln in. And yeah. And also, like I said, we, we said about, you know, Eric Johnson. Also, do we get We also got to talk about. Um, Jack Johnson, who was who was right there too, who was there for some of that stuff as well. And so sort of, you know, you, you feel also too, you also, you know, making history is their coach. And it, it's one of those things where you, you said his story is very, it, his story is actually pretty interesting. I think they talked about it too when, you know, during the, the, the you know, the cup ceremony. And he is now, hold on, I gotta, you know, get it up here because I gotta make sure I get this right. Uh, Bednar, Jared <laughs> Bednar, he became, he, became, he became the first coach to win championships in the ECHL, which is the Canadian League, the Junior Canadian League, the AHL, and also now the NHL. He's the first coach to do that. It is his story is interesting because he actually left his, you know, wife and you know two kids. You, you saw, we saw him there uh, last night to sort of pursue his dream into coaching. And now look at him now; he's now a Stanley Cup champion, made some history there as well. So so many you know, great stories all around for that as franchise but on the flip side though for look you gotta give tampa bay some credit i mean the fact that they, that they even got close to winning you know a three-peat in this era in the, uh, in the stanley cup is nothing short of remarkable but if you're Corey perry you know you you, you lose two but then you go to the lightning thinking you probably get a chance to finally win one and then you end up losing again you know three years three teams and three straight yeah. cups losses stanley cup final losses so that's new and i'm sure he's smarting right now tonight but you know, look, you know, Kepler, um, Daniel Taze, and the rest of those, that group. And look, can they win again? Look, it's going to be tough to do, especially in this era. But mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if they actually make a run at it. Also, yeah, let's also give some love, too, to Colorado star and goaltender Darcy Kemper. I know he, yeah. he struggled throughout the early part of his career. We remember him here in Chicago when he was mm-hmm. the member of the Minnesota Wild. He was trying to get his feet wet. He got more than his feet wet with the Avalanche this year, Lakina. Um, whenever the uh, Avalanche needed a big save, he was right there for them. Mm-hmm. And in Colorado, uh, was four and zero in road series clinches uh, in the playoffs this year, so you had to give it up to him for that. But Darcy Kemper was great in between the pipes, especially in the, in the last couple of uh, uh, games of that series, and he really showed his medal what he was worth. And he was he was more than just good enough for the Avalanche. And like you said, uh, 
for the feel good stories. Uh, Corey Perry, even though he lost, I uh, know I don't know if you caught this, but I watched the uh, the Canadian version on Roger Sportsnet slash CBC. They showed his wife in the crowd; she was crying mm -hmm. for him. I know he, he experienced it early in his career with Anaheim back in 07, I believe it mm -hmm. was, but. But whenever you lose in the final round, it's, it's never a good feeling. But uh, Gabriel uh, Landis, God, the, the, their captain for Colorado, you, I'm, I'm happy for him. He was there through those Patrick Waugh years. You know, mm -hmm. those teams maybe could have snuck in the cup or at least made an appearance in the final. But that was during the Blackhawks' time, and so that wasn't it wasn't possible. But uh, this Colorado Avalanche team is a very good team. Lakina, can they win it next year? Sure they can, but it's going to be a whole lot tougher, especially, like you said, in this – hard cap salary error in the NHL is really going to uh, uh, be, I'm not going to say impossible, but it's really going to be tough. You saw what the Pittsburgh Penguins, uh, have, they've done it uh, the last few years and winning back-to-back cups in 2016 and 17. That team is much older now. Colorado isn't there yet, but let's just hope they don't, uh, they don't make the same mistakes as the Pittsburgh to a lesser state, but uh, Stan Bowman did with Chicago and just trying to force Stanley Cubs when you don't have that much, that talent is much older. Yeah, it's, and we'll see. I mean, because it's actually a pretty, you know, for the most part, you get, you got, you know, Eric Johnson, some of those guys. There are thirty in, and you know, I think McKinnon, I think, is like twenty eight. So he's, you know, been around a little bit, but he's still there. So you know, he's under thirty still, and it's sort of, it's going to be interesting though to see what the cap is going to be for the NHL because we know how hard that cap is. Look, unfortunately, the Blackhawks yes. had to learn the hard way in that in that front, but. I mean, I don't know. I think I think Kadri Kadri is up. I think he's one of those guys that's up, you know, for a new contract extension. You know, will they be able to pay him? That's another thing. Um, mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I mean, I think it, it's sort of, like I said, this is sort of hard to figure out when it comes to the NHL because you never know where the where the cap's going to be. You know, you know how hard the cap is and such. So I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like, like I said, it's gonna it's gonna be tough for them to repeat, but. They're definitely going to be one of the favorites in the West next year to at least be one of those top contending teams out West. Yeah, they're still going to be the favorites. As you mentioned, the Western Conference, uh, I think St. Louis can get better. I think Edmonton can get better. You know, mm -hmm. Calgary, even though they lost to Edmonton uh, mm -hmm. in the second round of the playoffs this year, you believe they'll get better. Uh, the Los Angeles yeah. Kings, they're not a Stanley Cup contender yet because they're still young, but they had a good showing against Edmonton in the playoffs this year. So the refs to comments, I believe, is going to be tougher next year than it was this year. Now, as for Tampa, you got some of those guys that are kind of getting up there. Sam Coes. Mm -hmm. So yeah, Sam Coes, they're all part, they're all part of that core that won that won twice. Um, you know, this is that's gonna be interesting too. I mean, like that, that's gonna be sort of like the, the team I'm looking, I'm looking to see because you know, a lot of those guys came back. We saw, you know, Chris Perry could come in and you know, try to win a cup that didn't that didn't happen. So, what does he do? I mean, it's going to be one of the Kucherov. I know he's getting up there in age as well. So, mm -hmm. it, it's it's definitely one of those things where I think both teams can can go back, but it's going to be t really hard. And uh, consider this for Tampa Bay. Even during that pause of twenty twenty, you saw what they did uh, last season. And then, of course, you saw when things got really back to normal this year with the eighty two game schedule. Those uh, with age, there's a lot of miles on those tires. And at some point, you will break down. Hopefully, if you're Tampa, uh, you don't want your core group to all break down at once because we'll be watching here in Chicago with the Blackhawks. Once that happens, you have little to no value for those plays that you want to get rid of. So we'll see what Tampa Bay does this offseason. But it was, it was a great run for them. They should not hang their heads. You know, Colorado was the better team. 
but uh, Tampa uh, put their franchise on the map as far as uh, one one of the best runs in NHL history. Absolutely. So we'll see what you know how both teams do, and uh, yeah, congrats to the Avs. I know they're partying over in Colorado right now as we speak. So I know that uh, <laughs> there's actually was a tweet from earlier this morning. I gotta, uh, we, I know we're up against it, but I know I gotta get it up, you know, pull it up real quick. Uh, you know that Stanley Cup uh, we saw, and you know that they if, that they could talk. I, I all I can say is if only that Stanley <laughs> Cup could talk. I mean, I think it would need yeah. another. It, it would need a series on uh, on one of the streaming services. I think they can only like there's only so much they can say or do. <laughs> in that front but let me get up let me try to see if i can find that darn tweet. i know i had it in there somewhere but yes yeah, it was from earlier this morning and here we go it was uh eric johnson sleeping with the cup in it on his hotel bed so that was uh you guys cut it out go through the nhl twitter account and see but uh yeah if only that they would stories all the stories that they could could, could tell <laughs> Yeah, and shout out to our girl Romy Bean from CBS uh, mm -hmm. in Denver, the sports report. We got to get her on at some point because oh, I know yeah. she's chasing that cup and then some right now. I, I, you know, I followed her on Instagram and Twitter, and she's, uh, she's, I know she's having a great time of her life being a native of Colorado. And so, congratulations to that city, city of Denver, and the whole Avalanche franchise. So, shout out to Romy Bean. We got to get her on at some point. Yeah, well, hopefully, we'll be doing to... training camp. Yeah, well, you know, she's you... gonna do Broncos too. Yeah, I'm about to say, yeah, because I'm sure, you know, we got to ask her about Russell Wilson. And of course, you know, this, you know, the, the yeah. Avs win the cup and how well that, that part of that was like. So, yeah, that should be a lot of fun. And she's always fun to come, you know, to, to bring on. So, got to get her back on soon. Now, hour number one in the books, hour number two is straight ahead. It looks like Kyrie's on the move. Go figure. Uh, and, I know, <laughs> and once again, and once again, Bulls fans are having those dreams of those KD dreams again. Oh, Jesus, we're gonna have to try and you have to you know maybe pull some folks back here. Uh, Sid. Also, yeah, too, we got yeah. another uh, hockey, uh, another uh, hockey team, a local team here, won a cup this year. Uh, College World Series crowned a new champion this year, and uh, we're gonna do our movie. Uh, I mean, I know our, our TV uh, flash. Well, our What's like a what we call it? Old school like TV Monday. Old school TV Monday with a, a, a cable fave, a sports cable, a cable sports show fave. So that should be a fun one too as well. And I already look, I already saw saw it, says so you don't have to not tell me. He tried to be you know, funny, not tell me, but I already saw what it was. So <laughs> luckily, I watched it. But luckily, we won't tell my... you just yet. You guys stay yeah. tuned. Well, yeah, and I, and I and I watched the show too, so I'm I'm, I'm there. It should we're gonna give it some love at the end of the hour number two. So. We're going to have you know, a lot of fun coming up next to the Second City Sports on Sports Zone Chicago. I'm Lakina. That's it. We'll see you in a bit.
Welcome back to our number two of Second City Sports, the Monday edition. We are live in a living color right here on Sports Zone Chicago, along with Miss Lakimi McGee, who is she. I am Sydney Brown. Hey, that's me. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80, that's S I D K I D A zero. That's S I D K I D A zero. You can follow me at Keita McGee on the Twitter and at Keita McGee on the IG. We are now on Roku TV, aka Roku TV, and you can, if you have a Roku TV, just uh, click on that icon, uh, go to the sports section, type in Sports on Chicago, and we're right there. Voila! One more again. We're on Roku TV. If you have a Roku television, just uh, type uh, type in the sports section, type in Sports on Chicago, and we're, and we're right there. If you don't have a Roku television, as Lakina said, you download the Roku app, I believe. And go to the sports section and find Sports on Chicago. You can enjoy you can enjoy us 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, 52 weeks out of the year. You can watch Sports on Chicago, not just our shows, Second City Sports, but our other five live shows as well. So go to Roku TV, buy your Roku TV, and just get Sports on Chicago from that, and you'll you enjoy yourselves. Lakina, let's kick off hour number two of Second City Sports. You said that Kyrie Irving is on the move. I know he has an option to pick up or not to pick up on the deadline on Wednesday, but is it a possibility that we can see him on the move again? Yeah, apparently, according to some of the various uh, reports, and it's sort of, you know, this is according to Christian Winfield, who is a national uh, NBA reporter. He's usually pretty right on about these things. You know, he does NBA, and of course, and that's two for for uh, the Daily News, and he said that he has requested, I'm talking about Kyrie, has requested and received permission from the Nets to find a side and trade offers from other teams. Although Katie still hasn't spoken to the Nets front office, you know, uh, I guess Russell Westbrook is not one of the uh, the players that Brooklyn would, you know, would would actually bring on. Ha- does if does that if that does happen? I should say either for me to say so, and also too so far the Lakers are the only team that has shown interest. Everyone else is. I know he has a wish list. I'm talking about Kyrie. I, I, there are a couple other teams. I know that uh, the Clippers and the Heat are also two of some of the teams that have been discussed. But a lot of those teams don't have cap room, so you're gonna have to maybe do a sign in trade. You probably have to get maybe a third team involved as well. So just a whole lot of you know weirdness and then such. It's just crazy to me <laughs> i know that all this is stems for Kyrie not taking uh, the uh, vaccination from last year uh, due to the uh, new york city law at the time and of course uh, he's been injured off and on in the brooklyn Nets uniform for the last three years or so and we all know that kevin durant uh, everything goes by him with that brooklyn nets organization that's why they brought him and Kyrie over uh, three years ago looking i think we talked about this on our last show last friday Kyrie, do I really see Kyrie and uh, LeBron teaming up one more time uh, over at the Lakers? I, I just don't see. I know time heals all wounds and you, uh, things change as you get older, but I, I call me crazy. I don't see that reunion happening. What are you going to do with Russell Westbrook? As you just said, uh, the Brooklyn doesn't want Russell Westbrook. Who wants Russell Westbrook at this point? He's starting to age himself. He's a, uh, still a good player, but he's not at the MVP level as he was a few years ago. But who wants Russell Westbrook? I think that's what it comes down to now. Systematically, uh, times out the other teams that Kyrie is uh, our possible destination for Kyrie. Would you? I, I think I can see him and Jimmy Butler working together. I know at times Miami Heat they struggle to score, 
But you, as you mentioned, as far as, as the salary cap is concerned, they, Miami doesn't have enough room. I know they're not going to resign P.J. Tucker as of right now. Uh, we'll get to him where he. I think he should go in just, in just a few minutes. But uh, on the floor, I don't think they. I don't think it will be a bad combination for Kyrie and Jimmy Butler to work together. But like you said, salary cap constraints will prevent that from happening. Yeah, and like I said, so far uh, the Lakers are the only team that's willing to do a sign and trade. So because of that reason. So I don't know. I mean, this might be one of those times when Kyrie's you know might be stuck here, but mm -hmm. you know, again, we'll we'll see what happens. But uh they're you know, again, this is according to Woj, there are currently no takers, you know, besides the Lakers. So it's gonna be hard for them to to get rid of that contract if they wanna if you know Kyrie said that he's not happy, he doesn't mm -hmm. wanna, you know, come back. I don't know. I mean, it's it's one of those things where at this point and in this juncture is we're gonna hear all types of rumors. So there could be could there be a team that comes out of nowhere? I know some people. Okay, we'll get to the Bulls in a second. I know Bulls fans are already kind of like having that nice little dream. But uh, I, I think as for Kyrie, I mean, if you're if you're LeBron, do you want to deal with that headache? I know you. I know you. You, know, you want you brought Cleveland their title finally, but mm -hmm. even still, I mean, do you really? You know, look how quickly that sort of you know kind of went off the rails. So mm -hmm. do you really want to deal with that again? I know it's been a few years, and you know you grow up, but yeah, do you really want to do that if you're LeBron? I mean, you want to deal with that again, especially since you're, you're getting up there in age too. So mm -hmm. I don't know. As as we said before, Lakina, the, the Lakers need to get younger. They need to get some shooters. They already have issues with uh, of their own with Anthony Davis's injury issues or Russell Westbrook not being a good fit. And they're right up over the cap, just paying those three players I just mentioned. So if you're the Lakers, I don't think bringing over Kyrie, yes, it looks great for television, it looks great for headlines, but as far as system, just like we talked about with Russell Westbrook a year ago, mm -hmm. uh, I, I think Kyrie would be more of a, a slightly better fit than Russ, but and he's a, uh, just a couple years younger than Russ, but the, the, if you're the Lakers, obviously that doesn't solve all, all your problems. It doesn't. Yeah, it's def yeah, I think it's sort of like one of those things where we'll have to we'll have to keep an eye on this because mm -hmm. there are a lot of gonna be some moving pieces here. And I and I feel like this is gonna be a sense of okay, what what's the what do you do and what can you gain a lot from this? And I think do the Lakers gain from bringing Kyrie. Yeah, you bring on, you know, your shooting, you know, okay, fine. But again, the consistency of it, he kind of sort of you know goes in and out. I mean LeBron and the rapport he and LeBron have. I mean, is that gonna be a thing, you know, now? You know, like I said, I mean, yeah, it's been a few years, but again, is it going to come in some issues? We saw what happened after they won the championship. I talked about uh, LeBron and Kyrie with Cleveland. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I mean, if you're, I know the Nets, if you're the Nets, you're, you're kind of, you're, you're stuck. Basically you have a, you have a player that doesn't want to come back to your team. And now you have to try and see if you can kind of, you know, request a sign and trade, you know, and see if there's any takers, but the problem is, and try to get something back. But the problem is that a lot of teams don't have a lot to give you. And if, like you said, Lakina, if you're Kyrie and KD, if you're stuck together, you just got to tough this out, make this look good and work together for at least one more year. You may can get something for Kyrie at the trade deadline next year, but if you don't, you, you, like you said, you're just stuck with them. They got to uh, make this look good and work together. All right, so as far as KD's concerned, apparently, as we, we said from the various reports, KD has not uh, talked with the with the Nets, I guess this all has transpired. So I know Bulls fans are already kind of clamoring and, you know, they had the, uh, the introductory presser with new bull Dale and Terry about a couple of hours ago. 
you know, seems like a really cool, you know, young man, you know, very nice uh, young man too. He wants to get to work. He's going to be playing in the summer league in the, you know, that starts next week. But I, I'm, I'm like, oh, good grief. I'm seeing Bulls fans like, you know, AK and Rivers, they should try to do whatever they can to try to get KD. But you don't really have anything to, again, you're, you're, you're sort of like stuck. You don't have really mm-hmm. anything to give them. So I would, you know, implore Bulls fans to kind of just slow, slow your roll on the KD to Bulls talk. <laughs> I saw, I'm sure you saw this too, Lakina. I saw that picture on Twitter last night. I forgot whose handle it was from, but it was Kevin Durant in a number seven Bulls jersey, oh uh, uh, working out at the Advocate Center. I uh, said so it looks nice, but I, I just kind of shook my hand and started laughing. It, it's not going to happen. If it does, you know, congrats to AK in uh, in. Mark Eversley, but realistically, realistically, that's not going to happen. I know that Chicago has been struggling to get big stars in here ever since the Michael Jordan days. But I, realistically, Lakina, if you're Brooklyn, okay, uh, if you're a Bulls fan, oh, okay, well, let's give him Vooch and maybe Zach after we sign him to that big deal, and they'll take care of it. That's not that easy, folks. Oh, let's get a third team. Who wants to be that third team to help them out? None. <laughs> Maybe it's just me. It, yeah. Well, it's it, 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 well, it's it's hilarious. Sid. I mean, I, I'm seeing it is it is crazy, crazy uh, scenarios. Okay. Hey, let's give Zach and Vooch and a first round of which you don't know you're you, you may not you don't know where you're gonna be next year in that first round you're gonna be in the middle of the road okay fine and maybe let's throw in P Will and AO too let's throw let's let's trade them all to uh, the Brooklyn and get K, you know, you know KD and then maybe a couple of the other guys that's not equal value like I'm sure. You know, I'm sure uh, AK and Eversley probably just look at – I'm sure they look through Twitter. I'm sure they probably got their people looking through Twitter. They probably just start laughing at some of the things that folks are yeah. saying. Like, As they should. <laughs> you're just like, wait, what? Just, just keep doing – look, you never know what kind of stuff. We'll get to some of the names that, are gonna, that you know, the Bulls have been attached to. It's not KD, folks. Sorry. We're sorry to put a damper <laughs> on your dreams, but it's not happening, okay? KD to the Bulls. It's not happening. Rep, go on, Sid. <laughs> Here's the thing uh, with, with, with the Bulls. As we said before, they need a couple of shooters. They need a rim protector defensively, and they need a perimeter stopper. I know that part was sort of addressed in the draft with Jalen with uh, Dalen Terry, I should I should say. But they still need a couple of shooters. You have to go through free agency to see if you can find a diamond in a rough. But you know, my number one concern, Lakina, is that is that rim protector. As I mentioned uh, just a couple of moments ago, PJ Tucker. Who played the uh, last year with the Miami Heat? Of course, he's a 2021 champion from the Milwaukee Bucks. Of course, he was with Houston in the early part in Toronto through the early part of his career. I know he's getting up there age a little bit, but he will bring an attitude and a toughness to the team that this that this organization so desperately needs. I know Mitchell Robinson is out there for the New York mm-hmm. Knicks. I think that's uh, a because he's a little bit younger. I think that's the Bulls' first option they should go after first. If not bring in P.J. Tucker, but one of those two guys uh, the Bulls have to get to uh, have some defensive presence uh, in, within the, uh, in the interior. Well, sorry, sorry, sorry to cut What about DeAndre Ayton? I've seen some piece on Bulls fans say that maybe that's a name that he catches, you know, he has the size, you know, he can shoot, mm-hmm. but he's not consistent. That's always been my issue with him. Same here. Uh, you just took the words right out of my mouth, Lakina. We saw what he did in the finals last year with Phoenix. Yes, he was uh, facing a great player in Giannis, but like you said, if you uh, 
if you don't know what, what he's going to bring every night. And, and you can't afford to have that if you're trying to uh, build a culture. They're already building the culture, but you're trying to uh, take your game, uh, take your team to the next level as far as uh, success, success and being uh, successful going deeper into runs in the playoffs. So DeAndre A looks, looks nice, but like you said, just inconsistency is the problem for me. Plus, he's restricted too. So yeah. if the Bulls were to offer him something, the Suns have every right to match it. So mm-hmm. I don't know. And I know Bradley. Beals man name. I know I know that he was one of the last you know, recruits you know, for Billy Donovan when he was at Florida. So some people said he said that he's been the best coach they've had he's ever had. So could the Bulls try to but you're gonna have to probably give up a lot. I mean it's not I'm sure that I'm sure the Wizards aren't just gonna give them to you. So you're probably gonna have to do maybe a sign and trade or something like that. You're probably gonna have to give up a Vooch or perhaps maybe a P Will or something like that to probably get a Beal and maybe even more. Yeah, if you're Washington, would you give up? You're not going to just ask for uh, Kobe White or Vucevic. You'll ask for Patrick Williams too, wouldn't you? Oh, I would, especially if you want to like sweeten the pot. So, yeah, you're going to have to make exactly. You know, so I don't know. I mean, I bet he might be at the table as well. I know some people said maybe Jalen Brunson, but I, but I think he's going to go back to Dallas. I know, I know uh, Christian Wood and, you know, they they just traded for him, but I, I think they're going to try to find a way to perhaps maybe mm-hmm. bring him back. I, I feel like the Mavs, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I know that the Knicks have been uh, tied up to Jalen Brunson as well, but the, the Knicks, they're in sh- shambles right now. And I know they need a big star too, but Jalen Brunson, is he a very good player? Yes, we saw that in this year's playoffs with the Dallas Mavericks, but I don't think he's that number one guy is going to take you over the top. Someone like a Donovan Mitchell or you mentioned a Kevin Durant in, in that class. So Jalen Brunson is a good player. Like you said, I think he'll be a better fit for Dallas. But as far as Bradley Beal to the Wolves are concerned, if you do that without uh, evolving Patrick Williams in the, in the deal, go for it. But realistically, I just don't see that happening. I know Nick Claxton is also the minute name that's been connected with the Bulls. So what do you, what do you think? What do you think about him? <sighs> is it just better? Isn't it just better? Call me crazy, Lakina, but isn't it just better players out there than him? Uh, than him, yeah, to be honest I with would. you. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. We mentioned a couple. We mentioned just missed a couple of them. So hmm. I think like Miles Bridges, maybe. I don't know. He is, you know, he's a, a, a restricted free agent from Charlotte. Yeah, he had a nice year for the Hornets, but uh, is he the is he the difference maker that this Bulls team needs? He'll be nice, but. He's one of the first guys on targeting. No, no disrespect, but no. Yeah, and I think I know. I saw. I saw we, we talked about Mitchell Robinson. I think he's probably the best bet for the Bulls because you can kind of get him at a really mm-hmm. good price, and he, you know, he can kind of be that rim protector too. We saw him do it with the Knicks. And I know, I know Kevin Looney, Kevin Looney, I should say. But I, I, but if you're Looney and you just won a championship, I think you're staying with the Warriors. I'm just saying that. So that's not gonna. That's that's probably not gonna happen either. But so many names he'll be thrown around here, and uh, I, I'm wondering like what's going to be sort of the direction here for some of these teams. We know that some of these teams all have needs. We'll talk about the Bulls because you know, of course. But again, I, I'm sure you know. Aiken ever always. They, they, you know, bad boys move in silence sometimes. So they mm-hmm. may have something already up their sleeve. I don't know. 
Yeah, it's going to be interesting what the Bulls do this offseason. As we talked about before, Lee Keenan, you, of course, the number one issue is Zach Levine. Will he sign that max deal for five years to $212 million? I believe he will. And as I said before, and I'll say it again, with Zach Levine, assuming that he resigns with the Bulls, which I think he will do, this not only sets them up for potential uh, greater success now, but it's going to, if the Bulls keep on winning, keep getting deeper into the playoffs and perhaps the championship round, this is going to help them get attract future superstars to come to the Bulls for for year for years to come. This is more not just for now, but about the future. Yeah, and I know that I know that uh, AKS said that he wants to keep the core together, so. It was to kind of mm-hmm. build that camaraderie because uh, people forget the last couple of years. I mean, it's always been something with this team, whether it's COVID and injuries and such. So, mm-hmm. and ho- hopefully Lonzo will be back. That's my, that's for me, that's like the number one concern is yeah. that you have to you know, make sure that Lonzo can come back and we'll be back. We're ready by training camp. So again, that, that's going to be very interesting. What happens? Yeah, I heard a story over the weekend, too, that uh, he's been working out at, back at his home time in Los Angeles. I know the Bulls sent out a couple of uh, team physicians and doctors as well to monitor his progress. And so uh, I know that uh, Mark Eversley uh, was asked about it during the, uh, the draft in his presser last week, and he didn't sound optimistic. And we're going into the month of July starting this Friday. So uh, we're still a couple months away before the start of training camp. I think believe it starts at the uh, end of September. So that we still have some time. Not not too much. We still have some time. So hopefully, like you said, that Alonzo Ball will be ready to go uh, for training camp. Be interested to see what happens there. Uh, do you have any other NBA nuggets that kind of have to catch your attention before we move on? Uh, let's move on. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jay, oh, real quick. James Harden, do you think he'll pick up that option on Wednesday? I believe he will. Because I if he so. doesn't, he's he's uh, eligible for, for that uh, that max deal. But if he, he does pick it up, it's only two years and $100 million. I cannot uh, imagine Philadelphia paying $200 million for a, for a player that you assume that is, that is aging right in front of from your eyes. I just don't see it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's going to pick it up, I think. You know, that, that's, you know, look, John Wall picked up his uh, his um, his uh, option with Houston for, what, like $43 million for next year? I mean, he's been gone for almost three years now. Yeah. So, yeah, I would do it, too. So, yeah, I'm sure he's going to take a cue from him and probably you get two years and the 100 million. So, yeah, hell yeah, you're going to pick up that option, because if you (laughs) don't, you're not going to you're not going to get a lot of options. A lot of teams are not going to pay you that much money, especially since you saw what happened in that series against Boston. So I don't know. Mm -hmm. Well, what what you know, you're you're not going to get any anything else from anybody else. So, you know, I just say just pick up the option and try to see if you can get better in Philly. All right, you're listening to Second City Sports. We're live in Living Color on a Monday right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Sid Lakina here with you. If you have any uh, questions or comments during today's show, you can go to Sports Zone Chicago's Facebook page or Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions or comments in the comments section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. Lakina, what's next? All right, so we're going to give a shout out to another uh, hockey team that won. Uh, you know, a championship over the weekend, and that is the Chicago Wolves. They're the yeah. AHL affiliates of the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, they win their fifth uh, overall, I believe their third Calder Cup, as you know, since they've changed, they, they've had various name changes over the years, the AHL has, but uh, the Calder Cup, this is their third one, and look, they, they clinched over the weekend, and they outscored their opponents 76-35. to 35. I think that's up there with the probably in 18 uh, playoff games. That's the best in, uh, I believe that's right up there with uh, an, a- an AHL history. 
It sounds like yeah. the old Edmonton Oilers from the 80s. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, it does. Yeah, well, those Oilers teams from like back in the early 80s. Yeah, the hell dominant. Those teams were with Messier and Gretzky and Grant Fear and the rest of those guys. Uh, Josh Levo, uh, he was named uh, the Jack A. Butterfield Trophy winner, which is sort of, it's their version of the finals MVP. So, you know, people wonder mm-hmm. like what the heck that means. But, uh, yeah, so uh, congrats to them and a really nice moment. You saw them, they were actually able to clinch at home, which was great. So, it, they actually had a pretty decent crowd. And their home ice, so you know, again, this is the, they're, they're the affiliate of Carolina. They're not affiliate. They're not affiliated with the Blackhawks, but even still, still a cool moment. This is a Chicago team. It's a very cool moment. Unfortunately, I haven't gotten out there to a Wolves game uh, yet. Hopefully, at some point during my lifetime, I'll get out there. I know one of my childhood buddies said that uh, you'll enjoy yourself. He told me you'll enjoy yourself at a Wolves game. So hopefully, at some point, I'll get out there and check them out. I remember when they won their first uh, cup around 1998 because they won the same year the Bulls won mm-hmm. um, in 98. They beat, I believe, the Detroit Vipers. Remember that team, Lakina? Oh, gosh, yes. <laughs> the Vipers from back the in the Viper. day. Yep. So, uh, like I said, the Wolves uh, uh, for a while, especially during that era into the two, early 2000s when the Blackhawks were sucking, they were the popular hockey team in town, and rightfully so because they were consistently winning mm-hmm. and competing for Calder Cups. Uh, right now, they may this will be their renaissance to be the popular team hockey team in Chicago again as the Blackhawks will, are going through their re, uh, rebuild. Uh, the only question I have for you and for our listeners and viewers out there. We all know that the Chicago Sky uh, won the WBA championship and they got their parade and mm-hmm. they got their time at Millennium Park on that stage. Can mm-hmm. we do the same thing for the Chicago Wolves? Just saying. Yeah, I mean, look, let's give them some love too. I mean, I know that there's exactly. a lot of, uh, and look, this is a, this is not their first, I think this is their first, their first cup in like, what, 15 years or something like that. They mm-hmm. beat this free field uh, Thunderbirds, which is the affiliate for uh, the Brewers. Uh, so, I, I mean, like, can we get May a life, we- come on now. Yeah, I mean, let, let, let's do it. I mean, let, let's, you know, these, these, there's some really good guys on this team. So you've got, you know, Josh Levo, who is one of their, their, their leading scorers. And come on, let's give them a little bit of love. Let's throw them a parade. I mean, they, these guys work their butts off. I mean, they've been building this for the last couple of years. So mm-hmm. let, let's give them a little bit of love. I mean, look, it was great to see what the, what the sky did. But this is not, this again, this is, especially since this isn't their first, this is their fifth. So mm-hmm. let's give a little bit of love. Let's show them, you know, some light. And maybe we can honor them with either a Cubs or a Sox game. I, and, you know, I don't know. I mean, and I've look, I've seen, I haven't seen them in person. You know, unfortunately, they they play over at Allstate, but they, they said mm-hmm. the tickets are cheap. You know, there's it's a great time, yes. and you know everything there is is pretty uh, reasonably priced. I know some, you know, with everything going on, but you got food and such. I mean, you can go. You probably take a family of four there and have a really great time and watch some really great hockey. So, can we get some love for the uh, for them? Can we kind of you know do a little parade or do some type of ceremony with? Either the yeah, Cubs or at least Sox, a rally, yeah, mm-hmm. or some of some type. I mean, yeah, yeah. It was, it, look, yes, it was great for what the, what the sky did. Yes, it was our first championship. You know, Candace Parker came back, blah blah blah. But you know, but again, this Wolves team's been you know winning pretty consistently. So let, let's give them a little love. Let's shine a little light with you know with Ryan Rosowski and some of the uh, and Josh Levo and some of the other uh, teams there because this is sort of like this is a big this is a big moment for them because. You know, you look at the roster. You know, a lot of these guys might be going to the NHL, or they may end up being stuck in the AHL. So, but let's let, let's show these guys some love. And you know, this is definitely kind of like a, a great moment. And look, a team won a championship here in Chicago. This is exactly. The first time. <laughs> let's give them some love. I'm just saying. Yeah, if you're the Chicago Cubs, you're home this week against Cincinnati. Of course, I know the big bad Boston Red Sox are here for the Fourth of July weekend. 
Can we get the Wolves to show up at Wrigley Field? I know the Cubs fans will give them some love. The Sox are at home starting um, when they come off their West Coast road trip starting next Monday against the mm -hmm. Twins. So for July 4th, the Sox usually do the right thing nine times out of ten. Can you get them to show up at Sox Park? That would be great. Like I said, I don't, I don't know how that goes. But, yeah, with the, with the Calder Cup. But, yeah, I mean, let, let's give them some love here. I mean, you know, come on, guys. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they like, these young men work their tails off, too. So let's, you know, let, let's give yes. You know, let, let's invite them to you know, maybe the, the Sox or the Cubs games and such. And, you know, have you know, to keep, you know, and they were actually one of the top teams in the AHL all season long. So I don't know why folks don't want, I have my, my buddy Pat, you know, my former co-host Pat, who's a big Wolves fan. I know he's been a couple of games too with his, uh, his family. And yeah, he said it's a great time. So I think he even said on Twitter, let's, you know, Hey, let, let, let's honor these guys. So we'll see if they do the right thing. They usually do. So we'll see. You, know, you, have, you just have to be shamed to do it, but you know, come on guys. Let, let's, let's do the right thing here. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nothing to it but to do it. <laughs> All right, last break coming up for us. When we return, we have to talk about the NFL. Lakina, they made some news uh, mm -hmm. over the last week or so. Uh, we have a quick anniversary to celebrate, and we're going to have our salute to old school TV Monday, as Lakina teased you in the last hour. We're saluting an old but favorite TV show that aired on cable almost two decades ago. And this is a perfect time for us to, to salute where we are in the sports calendar right now. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. You're listening to the Monday edition on, right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Welcome back to Second City Sports, the last segment of the show. We're live and in living color for a Monday edition right here at Sports Zone Chicago. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. 
You can follow yours truly on the Twitter in the IG SCK80. Once again, SCK80, that's SIDKID80. That's SIDKID80. You follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan McGee on the IG. If you have any questions or comments for us uh, during our show today, we have less than a half hour left. So if you want to get in a question or get in a comment, you go to Sports on Chicago's Facebook page and or, and or Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions or comments in the comments section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. Of course, you can now catch us live on Roku TV. So you have a Roku television. Just go to the sports section and type in Sports on Chicago. The icon should pop up mm -hmm. right there. Just like Lakina did on that screen just a second ago. Do it one more again, Lakina. <laughs> there we go. Sports on Chicago is now on Roku TV. If you don't have Roku TV, you should download that app. Search for Sports on Chicago. We will pop up right there. You can enjoy our lovely programming, including our other five live shows throughout the week. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. 365 days in a year, 52 weeks out of the year. So you can enjoy Sports Sports Zone Chicago anytime you like. Lakina, let's kick off this last segment of the show for today. The NFL, as we always say, it's a 12-month sport, and this news piece of news does not disappoint. Amazon, Apple, Disney all have reportedly submitted their bids for the NFL Sunday ticket, while mm -hmm. DirecTV may strike a deal with the winner. Currently, DirecTV since 2014 – they are paying 1.5 billion BS and boy, 1.5 billion dollars for uh, to air Direct TV on their channel every year. Yeah, so as we always say, NFL is a big business, the number one TV show in this country, the United States, right now. Yeah, it, it's crazy that you know we saw that maybe it was going to be all Apple, 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 but now, mm -hmm. but now you know, they've got competition for that Sunday ticket, so it'll be interesting to mm -hmm. see you know what you know where who Direct TV where they go with because. ESPN Plus, that's interesting because I, you know, we've heard rumors about them, about them too, and it's going to be interesting to see where they go here because I know Amazon too has been wanting to get into the sports game as well. Of course, they're going to have Thursday night football mm -hmm. and such. So mm -hmm. it's going to get very interesting though here, and I, I feel like you know this is going to be very interesting. Like, who will it be? Money? Will it be you know everything else? Will it be the quality of product? How it's going to be presented? Yeah, I know Disney, you know, Disney Plus, they, they've got like a lot of the various, you know, channels. They could probably put all their stuff on ESPN Plus and mm -hmm. such. And, you know, it's definitely going to be interesting to see what they do here. Amazon sort of the same thing, you know, or how much you're going to have to pay. And Apple TV, I mean, if you're the NFL, you're going to want to, and, and Direct TV, you're going to probably want to go someplace where it's going to be, you know, widely available. So, I don't know. I mean, we thought that Apple was a favorite for all these months, but now they're getting competition from both uh, Amazon and Disney. Could be very interesting to see what they do. What they what they do here? As we as we always say, the NFL is cash king, and, and this uh, a bigger proof of it. You mentioned Apple TV Plus; they already have the Friday Night Baseball package for MLB for for MLB. They just picked up the entire MLS Soccer League package. I believe mm -hmm. it starts next year, and so. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll see what happens. Like uh, like you said, uh, whoever pays for it is going to be a big bill, but it'll be worth it because the NFL is the number one TV show in the United States. Lakina, I wanted to ask you, and we didn't talk about it before we we started broadcasting today, but the, uh, regarding streaming services, did you catch um, inside the clubhouse on six seventy to score mm -hmm. on Saturday? I did. I I, I okay. need to get test a podcast. Yeah. So Jed Hoyer, the um, no, not Jed Hoyer. Um, 
Crane Kenny was Crane on Kenny. during the second hour. For those of you who haven't listened to it, go back to 670score.com and check out the podcast, hour number two of that program. But he, he was talking about the Marquee Sports Network. Remember, Lakina, we were talking about this mm-hmm. about a month or so ago. Nesson, the, the TV home mm-hmm. for the Bruins hockey team and the Boston Rant Sox baseball team. They have the 360 app, which you can download for their exclusive streaming services if you don't have cable. Crane mm-hmm. Kenny was talking about doing the same thing, sort of, with the Marquee Sports Network late next year. If you don't have cable, because we all know, the, especially during COVID, uh, that's when the Marquee Sports Network premiered. But at the mm-hmm. time, not all the cable uh, services had them. Now, every major cable services around the Chicago Lane area has them for the has Marquee Sports Network for the most part. But Crane Kenny was talking about doing something similar. They're trying to debut next year. We all know that Valley Sports and certain markets will premiere a, a similar app to access their programming a month. I believe it's later on this week or, or next week they're going to premiere. But Crane Kenny, the college president, was talking about maybe this. I'm calling you right now. Mm-hmm. But uh, he was talking about uh, the marquee network trying to do a similar uh, a model for Cubs fans for next year. Yeah, this stuff that's. Well, I think we, we talked about it. I think, I think we talked about it I think, a little earlier, the fact that, you know, they all want to kind of, you know, need, you know, we, we would say this for months that people need options and mm-hmm. to look at, you know, you still got a lot of core codes, even though there are, it seems like there are people kind of going back into the cable game, you know, at the, you know, their various, you know, providers mm-hmm. and such, you know, you still got a lot of core cutters and I think those core cutters are realizing that you can't, you got to pay extra for some of this extra stuff. So it'll be interesting to see what happens, uh, there and uh what's up patrick our buddy patrick voss is uh listening to us and watching us so thank you patrick but uh yeah hope things are well with you and uh yeah it's gonna be very interesting though to see what happens here because a lot we, we look we talked about it you know, a couple last week with our, our girl christine madica from kxrb about that maybe the blackhawks the bulls the bulls and such they're gonna they might they might be leaving and the white Sox they might be leaving so yeah, in a couple years. Yep. Maybe mm-hmm. a couple years when their contract is up. So, yeah, there's there going to be a lot of – and we saw what happened with Boston. We saw what happened with other uh, places around the country as well. So it's going to get very interesting here. Yeah, and like I said, streaming is just another avenue where people can watch their games. As um, as you guys well know, um, many sports fans like us, you know, you're watching one game on your big television. you streaming another game via your laptop in mm-hmm. or your phone. Sometimes many of you guys are watching three games at once. I don't know how you do that. I can barely watch two at once or so. Uh, watching three or more, that, that's just a little bit too much for me. But streaming is the way to go. It's a new platform. And I know that I think the NFL is going to have at least one game on ESPN Plus exclusively mm-hmm. for this upcoming season. I know he hasn't touched the NBA yet, but I was thinking about this over the weekend. If the NBA doesn't have any uh, exclusive games on, on streaming for next season, when they, I think their current contract with Turner and ESPN is up after, I believe, 2025. Yes. If it doesn't happen next year, it's definitely going to happen when their new TV contract is reached. So for the for you basketball heads out there, expect some games to be exclusively on your streaming services coming soon. Yeah. Because that's say, sooner be- rather than later. Yeah. I think if not gonna- later. Yeah, I think there are going to be some options for folks to perhaps maybe do it. And look, we're doing it with we're seeing with uh right now with with baseball with Apple TV and some of their their mm-hmm. exclusive games on Fridays and and also do Peacock too as well. So there's so many like options now. We're kind of like you know we saw what happened to ML- MLS. I know there was a report that came out that say hey 
They might do, they may say, well, hey, we might do the same thing. No, they won't. They, they look, this is sort of the <laughs> way they try to get the leg up on the competition and yeah. perhaps maybe force, you know, a, you know, ABC, ESPN, and Turner to play ball. And that's what's happening. I think, you, I think with MLS, you can kind of get away with, you know, going streaming, all streaming. But, you know, as for the bigger ones, maybe about 10 years, yes. But right now, uh uh-uh. uh, you still, you get, you're getting more ratings. You're still getting linear TV ratings in the mil- tens of millions. So, that that's not going to happen anytime soon. Yeah, it's not going to happen anytime soon. But as we mentioned, streaming is the name of the game, and um, we're working out the uh, the early kinks of this thing. So it's just another option for us fans to uh, watch, watch our sports because the only thing that's really making money, Lakina, is live programming, which is live sports, and that's why the NFL is popular right now, followed by the NBA, baseball, and then the NHL. And then afterwards, we'll see what Apple TV Plus does for soccer. I know soccer is a little bit popular, not compared to those other sports for major sports, uh, respectively. But it's gaining a little traction, too. We all know about UFC. It's been gaining popularity over the last 20 years or so. I know it's not that professional boxing as they uh, keep tripping over themselves. You know, pay-per-view killed that sport in the 90s. Mm -hmm. And so UFC is up right now. And let's not forget NASCAR. And I'm, I'm not much of a NASCAR head, but they've been gaining popularity too over the last 25 years or so. They've yeah, been around been... way much longer than that. But as far as the television event, it's been gaining traction with NBC and the course with Fox and FS1 over the past decade or so. Yeah, they, it's, yeah, they've been kind of an up and down. They've kind of plateaued, although the Rays for this year, in the beginning of the season, you know, with the Fox pack part of the package that has been up a little bit, but it's still nowhere near where it was about like 10 years ago when it was supposed to have been like on the up and coming. And that's with guys, you know, popular drivers like Dale Jr. and Tony Stewart and those guys retiring. And that played a little bit of a part of it. Formula One, I have to say, is probably the kind of like the new uh, trend. And it just came out over the weekend that ESPN and Formula One have signed an extension to ex- uh, to extend that for three more three more years. Because they've seen the Rays. The Rays have been really good for Formula One. Probably the best ratings in years. And I know Netflix, I know they played a little bit of a part in this too because they've been showing some behind the scenes of some of their popular drivers and whatnot, and teams and whatnot. But mm-hmm. I think they realize in the business, why, at least for right now, ESPN is one of the reasons why you're, you're becoming like the, like the top dog. So that's what's mm-hmm. happening there. Now, Premier League is the same thing. I mean, the new TV deal is going to kick in. You know, NBC, you know, NBC Sports uh, Network's no more. It's got a lot of those stuff's going to be other. I might have to uh, upgrade my Peacock subscription because I want to watch <laughs> some of these matches. So it, it's only four ninety nine. Or so good, oh, get Xfinity like your truly, you get Peacock for free. <laughs> yeah, I don't mind paying. It's four ninety nine, so it's not. I, I don't mm. mind it, but yeah, it, it, okay. it's a little bit crazy. But yeah, seems like the other side of the time with some of these you know, streaming services. So, but but like I said, I think TV will still be king, or at least for the time yeah. being. So yeah, I mean, streaming is all, also have the extra option for folks. Yes. Uh, sp- in keeping with our sports business theme, the USFL is uh, has had a profitable season, both on and off the field. I believe they are starting their playoffs this week. And so mm-hmm. they're preparing for coming back for season number two, which we all know next year in 2020, 2023, the Rocks version of the XFL will premiere. Yeah, I saw this over, over the weekend and both uh, uh, Fox and NBC, NBC have uh, said that they are going to you know, perhaps maybe come back you know, for the, you know, the USFL, I think that's fine. I mean, look, I think it's one of those things where, you know, it's an, it's a nice, uh, solid programming. I mean, the Rays have actually been pretty decent for them. So, and I, I think, look, I think you'll, you'll, you'll take it. I, I think, look, it's a, it's a short investment. 
like I said, the Rays have been very good. You know, we mm-hmm. saw, you know, we saw how good Jason Garrett is. He's not going to be part of the uh, NBC uh, Sunday Night Football uh, lineup this year. So, yeah, it's been like sort of a nice little investment, sort of like a short-term investment. Now, and we see, you know, we've seen some like the you know, some of the uh, old players that we saw from not back in the day, where it's like Joe, like Bo Scarborough and Darius Victor yeah. and, and those guys. But uh, it's sort of nice to see. Look, it's nice to have that extra, you know, football, and there is an audience for it in the springtime, believe it or not. So. That's why you had the USFL, and now you're gonna have the XFL coming up, you know, next season with The Rock. <laughs> I think with these uh, with these spring leagues, Lakina, I think many people think they're supposed to compete with the NFL. Nothing's going to compete with the NFL right now. Like, uh, here's the thing: like you say, you have a a, a a sizable enough audience that they'll be interested. I actually like this version of XFL. This go around, of course, uh, 2020 came. And COVID, right. and they kind of took that off as well. But the second time around with the XFL, I actually like that they can keep that version of it and improve things a little bit. I think they'll be fine. Uh, I think the anticipation will be for for that for next year. But the USFL, I checked it out a little bit. One game I did watch that had no fans, and I said, like, "This is 2020 all over again." But uh, the football was okay. But uh, there's some things they can work on too. But at least for them, business will be uh, back to normal in 2023. Yeah, and I think it's sort of one of those things where I think folks are kind of like sort of trying to feel out, okay, is this one of those sort of, you know, a niche thing again? So, yeah, I think, look, like I said, the Rays have been decent, you know, for the uh, X, for the USFL, I should say. So you, you'll mm-hmm. take it if you're NBC and Fox. So, look, it's a nice little, you know, thing to fill up programming during the middle of the spring when there's really nothing happening. You know, for the most mm-hmm. part, you got baseball, you got the NBA, and uh, say the cup finals, you know, playoffs going on. So as long as you don't compete against those things, I think they realize that, like, let's do it on a Saturday or a Sunday. It's actually, they say that it's actually yeah. been pretty profitable. So. Yeah. Like you said, uh, during that time of year, you only have to worry about the NBA playoffs and the Stanley cup playoffs. Those uh, playoff, uh, the playoff series for both those leagues would get higher ratings anyway. But also, like you said, during that time is baseball is, the, you know, the first two months of the season, especially here in Chicago when the weather is crappy and not too many people are going out to those games. Uh, you check out the XFL starting next year or USFL. You're not competing against the NFL. You're going to uh, get decent ratings. And it's just people want something to watch, like you said, to fill in programming on a Saturday afternoon. We all know that baseball, just like hockey during the regular season, is a regionalized sport anyways. Mm-hmm. No one cares about it if you're a casual fan until the playoffs come. So uh, this this is perfect timing for those spring leagues to uh, fill in that gap, at least for the, uh, in terms of the baseball calendar for April and, and May. Yeah, absolutely. And so this is sort of Because like during said- the summertime, everybody's out anyway. Right, so you don't have to worry about you know numbers wise. The numbers have actually been really good, mm-hmm. like I said, and and uh, look, I think people may say, look, okay, let me check this out, and then they'll look. I mean, and people are actually yeah. rabbit football fans, so you know you get that extra football. You know, people say more football, more better. So now you got a couple of options now starting next season. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens there. I want to give a quick shout out to the Ole Miss Rebels men's baseball team. They win just their second uh, ever uh, title in school history. They win the. They win the, uh, the Men's College World Series, being Oklahoma, two games to none. And they joined, the, of course, their golf team, women's golf team, who last year, last uh, last school season, won their first ever title. So this is only this the second, believe it or not. That's hard to believe. I know for some people that the second ever title. Actually, Kate Horton, you know, the, we hate this, the, the fourth pitcher since the it's WHRB standard in 99 with multiple starts of 10 strikeouts. It was really their pitching and their hitting. You know, they had like four, like, back-to-back-to-back home runs. Actually, I think it was three back-to-back home runs on Saturday. Then they were able to – 
you know, you know seal a deal on uh, yesterday. And uh, from being just the last four teams, and they were like one of the last teams to get in. Now they have now won their first ever, or their second, their second title in school history, but also mm-hmm. first ever on the men's side. Yeah, congratulations to them. All right. Well, I, I can tell Sid didn't watch the College World Series, so that that'll be your assignment <laughs> for next year, uh, Sid. You know, okay. Follow some college, uh, I'm, college yeah, baseball. I, I'm already watch. I'm ready. I'm already going to watch that golf, that big golf tournament next month. At least, at least some of it. Some of it. I promise you that. But uh, the second thing is, like I said, the College World Series next yeah, baby year. Steps. Baby so, steps. Yeah, baby right, steps. baby steps. <laughs> baby steps. You got me. Steps. Got me a little bit for college football. I'm still not a big fanatic of. Like I said, I'll be honest. Only watch one, maybe two big games a week. But it's working on me a little bit for college football. And I'm not gonna. I'm not a fishing. I'm not like you are. But baby steps. Baby steps. Yeah, baby. I guess that's all we can ask for from uh, Mr. Sidney Brown over here, folks. Uh, baby steps. That's all we can say. <laughs> you listen to Second City Sports on Sports Show Chicago, along with Sidney Brown on Lakina McGee as we get these left next few minutes. And okay, Sid, time for our old school TV Monday. And who and who is the show or the star or you know whatever whatever you know? Well, who are we uh, saluting this week? We are saluting the old school HBO TV series Arliss which is an American cult classic dark comedy series created and starring uh, Robert Wool, who was the front runner for the series about a glitzy big money world of professional sports. Uh, he was a sports agent out of Los Angeles. Arliss Michaels, whose Achilles heel is his inability to say no to clients and his support and his employees. Arliss ran for seven seasons in 80 episodes on HBO from August 10th of 96 to September 8th of 2002. After being off the air for almost two decades, you can stream the service. Uh, you can stream the show now on the service of HBO Max. And some of the popular actors in this series was, of course, Robert Wool, Sandra O oh as Rita Rue, who played Arliss's personal assistant slash secretary. Jim Turner played Kirby Carlisle, his middle-aged ex-football star, and Michael Bowman from the TV series Spin City in the 90s on ABC. Remember him? Mm-hmm. He plays Stanley Babson, a conservative financial advisor. Lakina, they touched those subjects uh, like uh, unwanted pregnancy from athletes, mm-hmm. gay and transgender ath- uh, athletes, alcoholism, steroid use, Alzheimer's disease, and domestic abuse. So I was actually watching uh, an interview that Robert Roll did uh, a few years ago, he said that this TV show was ahead of its time, in which it was. Now, as I told you, Lakina, many times before, my mother had cable TV. She already had it long before at this time. Uh, so I couldn't watch it. I know it aired on Sunday nights back in the day, but I couldn't watch it as much as I wanted to, but I did catch a couple of episodes. It was actually a very funny show, even though it said it was a dark comedy. It was actually pretty funny, to be honest with you, but uh, it touched on a whole lot of topics that, uh, that look where we are now in our society today. This show was a really a, a ahead of its time. And I know it could have went on for a couple more years, but uh, this show really made an impact for HBO in the 90s. You talk about Sex in the City. You talk about uh, The Wire, which was a very good show as well. But Arliss really kicked it off for HBO in the mid to late 90s. Especially when it came to original program. I know the, exactly. the Larry Sanders show, The Sopranos, yes. the, you know, The mm-hmm. Wire, Sex in the City, like you said, Sid. And look, it was one of those shows where you're kind of, you know, you're sort of like, okay, this is different. It kind of, you know, took all that stuff to the forefront. I actually started watching all this, like, so we were able to get HBO 
like the one of the few times when you know HP had HBO those those free uh, weekends on HBO. Uh, oh yeah, those free previews. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So then we did a lot like every other week it seems. So I was able to catch it once we were able to get cable get uh, HBO with you know with uh, with the as part of the the package. I was able to watch Arliss and it was actually pretty funny and I actually got into it and yeah I was still in high school when we actually were able to watch it and look I mean. It, it touched on a lot of subjects, like you said. I mean, it, it, it touched on unwanted pregnancies and domestic violence and, you know, mm -hmm. drugs and all those types of uh, things where, where there, people were afraid to talk about. And, like, you saw some, you know, pre, you know, sort of like pre, a pre-Spin uh, City Michael Boatman. You saw a pre- mm -hmm. uh, uh, Grey's Anatomy and Kelly E, Sandra O, oh, who are you know both of them were great in their respective roles, and you saw yes. a lot of cameos from top athletes way back when, even you know athletes from yesterday. I mean, you saw Kurt Schilling, you saw Ozzy Smith among mm -hmm. others, and you saw a very young, you know, made God because he was rest his soul, Kobe Bryant and Shaq yes. and Barry Bonds and Jerry Jones, and also too you got you know some sportscasters. You saw Al Michaels and Bob Costas and. Uh, you know, Chris, Chris Berman and the late great Stuart Scott, among many others. So you saw mm -hmm. some really good uh, sort of like a nice rapport with them. And it's sort of like you saw some other stars. Yeah, you know, Diane Farr, who played one of Arliss's love interests and, you know, among many others. And it was sort of like one of those shows where you're kind of like, OK, this is maybe a little bit too realistic, but you can't help but watch it. So there was exactly some funny, there, was some, there was some dramatic moments, but there was also some funny moments, too. So. You know, the dark comedy aspect of it kind of, you know, came in and look, I think could have the show last another like maybe two or three years could it last a 10 season? Sure. But I can kind of understand why they decided to kind of end the series. Like, I guess they didn't want to do to go too far ahead and such. And the NFL, I think the other leagues really didn't have a problem with it because it was supposed to be loosely based on some of that other stuff. So. And then, oh, yeah. I, I think I remember Robert's, uh, Mr. Wall saying that, uh, that people thought he really was a sports agent, which he found that kind of hilarious. So, uh, yeah, but I, I, that kind of, that show, this show kind of like sort of resonated with so many people, whether or not you were a sportsman. And also too, Lakina, remember the movie that came out a couple years before in Blue Chips? Mm -hmm. and, and they really uh, talked about the goings on and behind the scenes of college basketball recruiting at the time. Remember, that was right mm -hmm. before the age of the internet. We all know how it is now, of course, mm -hmm. with the new NIL rules and uh, all the other stuff. And of course, social media is taking over that. Social media is taking over everything too. But when this show, TV show Arliss came out, remember Jerry Maguire, that movie came out in, mm -hmm. in the same year, right of course, with time, Regina yep. King, who should got a Academy Award when, in her role, but that's a whole nother issue. But of course, with Tom Cruise and Cuba Gooden Jr. But uh, those shows really was, uh, uh, that show alone, along with that movie, uh, Blue Chips was ahead of his time. And look at some of the subjects that we were talking about today. And this is right before the age of the internet. So shows like this that was ahead of his time is relevant for the times that we are in now. Yeah, I mean, just imagine if a show like this had came on during, you know, during the age of social media. It had to be, yeah. that, you know, if it came on like today. I mean, I'm sure there'll be a lot of folks that be trending and such. And it kind of, it, you can say it kind of paved the way for kind of entourage in some ways because yeah. it's sort of like it kind of sort of, you know, had that same aspect of it. Yeah, a little more more of like an entertainment, you know, Hollywood style. But there were some sports folks on there too. And of course, you know, Jeremy Piven and Ari Gold, you won, I think like four, like three or four Emmys for that role and mm -hmm. such. So, yeah, I think this kind of like paved the way for that show too. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, could a show like this, I don't think a show like this could work, especially in the age of social media with TMZ and such. So I don't know mm -hmm. if like a show like Arliss could be, you know, that that could be kind of like would be welcomed now, especially, especially with all the, some of the other recent highlights with certain athletes we won't get into. But 
It'll right. interest you as well. Yeah, so we salute uh, to our old school TV Monday show, Arliss from HBO back in the late 90s, early 2000s. So I started watching a few episodes over the weekend, Lakina. Uh, the the whole series is on uh, HBO Max. So I'm, I'll be watching the whole series from mm -hmm. start to finish once again in these next few weeks and months ahead. So we would like to salute the old school HBO TV comedy show, Arliss. Lakina. Well, we have a, just a couple of minutes left. You're listening to Second City Sports, the Monday edition, right here on Sports on Chicago. And yesterday was actually the anniversary of one Chicago hometown superstar. He was selected with the number one uh, as a number one pick back in 2008. I am talking about Derrick Rose, Chicago's very own from Simeon High School. He attended the University of Memphis for one season, took that team to the Final Four. Mr. Free Throw, Mario Chalmers, of course, of Kansas, made that uh, game-tying three that forced overtime. And of course, Kansas won the whole thing. But Lakina, Derrick Rose had a very good start to his career. Uh, won Rookie of the Year in his first, obviously, in his first year. Made the All-Star team his next three seasons. Of course, everything changed uh, in that game one of the 76ers Bull Series back in that shortened season back in 2012. And then things kind of went downhill from there. But Derrick Rose has bounced back uh, to have a, a solid a career. He is still playing, currently a member of the New York Knicks. Of course, he had his first 50-point game a few years ago as a member of the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, Lakina, uh, I, hate, I hate to say it. We won't go through the whole thing because we run up against it. But if Derrick Rose would have stayed healthy, what could have been? Maybe we'd be celebrating a, champ uh, a championship uh, under his tenure. Yeah, still sort of like it sort of like haunts me that we didn't get, really get a chance to kind of see the full potential in Derrick Rose if not had been mm -hmm. for, had not been for those injuries. So, you know, yeah, it's just definitely you know you kind of look back on that here. I, I know our buddy uh, from CHGO Bulls, our, our buddy Matt Peck, is not having a good you know good last couple of days. So, but I'm, but I'm sure you know you, you look back on those pretty fondly, and all, the best you can do is just you. Know, uh, mm -hmm. Just you know, cherish the memories, and just you'll be glad that he's still playing. So that's all really you yeah. can do there, and yeah. So that's basically all you can do there. So you know, so you you can always yes, you is never good to get stuck on what might have been, but you know, you have mm -hmm. all the memories and such. He has an MVP too, so you know he actually it's not like he doesn't. And also too uh, that Memphis thing that never happened apparently. So that's a whole nother uh, issue. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So you know, right. Rose, thankfully he's still he's still playing and still playing at a pretty high level too, which is great to see. Now yeah. we also want to mention that Wimbledon starts is starting right now as we speak. You got Rafael Nadal who's going to make a go at it. You know, try to get that get close to that Grand Slam. Uh, he he plays tomorrow his first round matchup. But hopefully Coco Golf can bid off her. Uh, final uh, finals appearance over at the French Open uh, just a few weeks ago. So, and also uh, Serena Williams is back. So we'll see how she looks. But I think she should be retiring. But that's a whole other conversation. Yeah, I was going to ask you, is she in it? Because I know she set out the the last big tournament. I know she's up there in age, but she's she's still in it. We'll see what happens. I'm rooting for her personally, but like you said, uh, she's been at it. Uh, I know Venus is not doing it too much anymore, but uh, Serena's been at it for a long time. Yep, so we'll see what happens. You can check that out coverage of the uh, of Wimbledon, the championships on ESPN and on the tennis channel. So make sure you guys check that out. Also, too, some breaking news, I guess. This is according to Brian Windhurst that they're, uh, the Nets are prepared to lose both uh, Kyrie and KD. So uh, great. Now we're going to be seeing Bulls fans dreaming about KD. Here we go. We're going to we're gonna have to make a talk. We're going to have another talk on Friday, folks. So. <laughs> light them up, light the phone lines up like Christmas trees. Or who you want to see pair with Durant? Oh, oh Jesus! 
on to that note, you can follow me at Keena McGee on the Twitter and at Keena McGee on the IG. Good grief. You can follow yours truly. Light it up. <laughs> you can follow yours truly, Sydney Brown, on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80, that's S-I-D-K-I-D-A-0. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-A-0. And make sure you download the Sports Zone Chicago app. Make sure you follow Sports on Chicago on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast, Second City Sports at War on Anchor. We are available on all podcast platforms, including the iHeartRadio app. Make sure you follow War Media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And we are now on Roku TV. If you have a Roku television, make sure you go to that sports section and type in Sports on Chicago. And our lovely logo will come up along with our other fine programming, including Second City Sports. So once again, Roku TV is your home to watch Sports Zone Chicago. Yeah, you can get you can get accesses on all your devices, you know, whether it's your smart TV, your computer, your you know, your smartphone, wherever, or it's Chromebook, whatever you can get your apps. Make sure you guys check that out. You can check us out on all other great shows like Sean and Maya in the morning. What's up, cousins? So much more. Hopefully, we'll have more shows coming up soon. So, yeah, it's going to be, mm-hmm. you know, big things are hopefully happening for so so is on the cover. But, and sort of, you know, we'll see. You know, yeah, it's just a great, you know, a great, you know, first, second step for us. So, it's going to be a whole lot of fun. Yes, it will um, be a whole lot of fun. Make sure, make sure you catch Second City Sports every Monday, every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on Sports on Chicago. One more game, as young folks would say. Catch Second City Sports every Monday, every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time, exclusively right here on Sports on Chicago. All right, folks. I know it's going to get a little, I know, you know, there's been some crazy things happening, but just be safe out there, folks. You're not going to wash your, you know, wash your hands. You're not going to get vaccinated. Wear your mask, wash your hands, and just be good to each other. This has been Second City Sports on Sports on Chicago, and we'll see you Friday. Till Friday, go Sox, holla!